good evening. Welcome to the uh, 12 Man Podcast. Uh, there's only two of us this week. We've got me, Steve Jackson. I'm the, uh, the chair as usual. And uh, I've got John Cutler with me. Good evening, John. You all right? You all right? All good, mate. Yeah, you. Yes, it froze. I was like, oh, bollocks. It's all good. Yeah, all good. We'll fight through. Um, so, yeah, there's just two of us this week. Um, everybody's ditched us, but I can't cope after Tuesday. So, never mind. Probably also, or probably suffering with tonsillitis. <laughs> oh, you got no, I couldn't even talk yesterday. Like, I, was, I struggled with time yesterday. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a chat about Tuesday. Um, if you didn't know what happened, Jesus, stick with it. Um, we'll talk you through everything happened over a, a mental Tuesday night. Um, and then we'll go through Saturday's game because um, end of the day, league's back a priority. We'll have a look at um, Luton Town on Saturday. We'll see what happens. And um, yeah, we'll preview that game because that's a big game as well. After last night. Um, but before we start, oh, good. You all right? Excellent, mate. Excellent. Yeah, couldn't. Obviously, the week didn't start off great, but uh, we ended off not too bad. If we can get three points on Saturday, we'll take we'll take that one. Exactly. Quickly skim over what happened at the weekend. We got beat three two by Barnsley. There you go. Job done. The end. The end. That's it. Job done. Um, but yeah. So Tuesday, team comes out. Um, I'm just going towards the reserve. Five to seven. Team comes out. I wasn't surprised that we went full strength at all. I knew we would because you don't want to spoil a full to capacity Riverside Stadium. And I was delighted that Chris Wilder went for a, a full strength team. Yeah, I think it was always going to happen. He played, he played a strong team at Old Trafford, didn't he? So I fully expected him to uh, to play a strong team on on, on Tuesday night, and and it proved so in the in the lineups. So I was happy with the team. And I knew we'd have a go. Wilder's not going to change his style of football. Doesn't matter who we play. Yeah, exactly. And um, then you're seeing the Tottenham team. And Jesus, <laughs> a little bit of fear hit me. I, I won't lie. I'm not going to stand there. I'm not going to sit here and go, ah, oh, yeah, I have to stop. Well, yeah, whatever. whatever. But they, it looked like a team to me that knew Tuesday night was their final chance. And they all knew it. The fans knew it. Antonio Conte knew it. And the and the players, they knew it. This was it. It was our shit or bust with this one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a few te- there's a few teams in the Premier League that don't respect the FA Cup as much as they should. Not till they get the later rounds. But Tottenham aren't one of them. Tottenham are one of the teams that you know they know they're not going to win the league. So the two cup competitions are pretty big for a team like Tottenham. But even even seeing their team, I, I still thought we had a chance. I always went into it with it to free it. Whatever happens will happen. I knew we'd give it a right go, and that's all. I, that's all I expected, really, and we certainly did. Exactly. That's. that's I think that's what we are. That's all we wanted. Um, <clears throat> not one of us went to that game and thought, "I expect us to win," because I never. I just thought, "You give me hundred percent, Borough. I'll give you it back," and that's all I want from the nice. And if we get beat, we get beat. But I want to go out and say, "We got beat by a better team." Not our mistakes or our. Our short do is, you know, 
nothing like that caused us to lose the game. Yeah, I, I, I partially agree with you, but I, I went into the game thinking, I thought we had a 50-50 chance of progressing. Tottenham, you know, you know what Tottenham are like. They've been like it for years. One week they're brilliant, the next week they're garbage. So, you know, it, again, I, I thought it's just about how we perform. I knew we'd give them a good game. And I did genuinely think it was a 50-50 game that we had a chance with, even though they're a Premier League. So that shows how far we've come under Wilder, to be fair. Oh, yeah. As I say, I, I did think we had a chance. Um, but it's, it's not one of them games where I expect us to do anything. So it was yeah. a bit of the... Because, like we said before Tuesday, it was a free hit, wasn't it? There was no absolutely no pressure on us Tuesday night. Zero pressure. It's about, you know, putting, putting in a performance, showing... The extra fans who came along, which was great to see a full Riverside. I hope they come back again on Saturday. And and nobody can have walked away from that game on Tuesday and thought, oh, I don't want to come back and watch that. Because the effort was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, whatever he's doing to Johnny Housen, I wish he'd do it to me. And <laughs> me. He's took 10 years of him, Steve. He has. He's absolutely amazing. He, he was. He's absolutely incredible. I mean... I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. You know, even my man of the match, and obviously we'll go into why I thought he was as we go on. But we started that game, and I think every Borough fan. I, I don't know if you agree with it. That first 15 minutes, we just looked like we stood off him a little bit too much, and Tottenham got into the game very quickly, and obviously started a little bit of passing, a bit of movement. But that's as far as it got for me. They didn't really, there wasn't a moment where they had a shot at Lumley that first 20, 25 minutes. And I thought, well, that should have gone in. Oh, what a saver. There was no, it was pressure, but it wasn't like intense pressure, if you get me. I, I agree with you. I thought they looked, I thought Sessignon looked, they clearly came with a plan of the best way to nullify Jones's threat was to try and get him behind him and take him backwards rather than forwards. And I thought for the first 15 minutes with Sessignon, that worked. But especially after half time, when you know Wild had a word and and, and what have you, I, I I thought that changed. But the first fifteen minutes, I'd agree with you. That was their best, the best spell of the whole game. To be fair, yeah. but it's not like Lumley was pulling out save after save in the first fifteen minutes. It was just they had a decent amount of the ball. Exactly. That's it. Made me a little bit nervous that we gave them so much time and space to do what they wanted to do. But then as soon as that, that little. I don't know. It's like the players all looked at each other and thought, if that's as hard as it's going to get, we've got a chance here. And all of a sudden, we just seem to relax and step into the game a bit more. Um, I mean, there was that little bit of, uh, oh, God. I mean, what, what did you think when Lumley flew out and missed Matt Doherty and the ball? Well, to be fair, I was glad he missed Doherty because it would have been a red card. I don't know. To be, I don't know how he missed, to be fair, how he, how he missed that. But, I mean, we... I keep saying it, we can go on about Joe Lumley and, mm. and I don't mind on podcasts and Twitter or Facebook or whatever you want to, in the pub with the lads talking and saying you, you don't think he's good enough. But booing him at a game, for me, it, it is what he is. If he's going to be starting, you, you, you're going to absolutely kill him by booing him at a game. Yeah. So I'm not really for that. Is he the best keeper? No, he's not. But he, he's going to be our keeper now probably till the end of the season. So we've got to try and support him and and I was I was glad for him at the end of the game because after the 120 minutes, you've got to look at that and say it was one of his. I know it's not hard, but one of his best games for the club. So I was happy for him in the end. But but when he went through and he, he came flying out, I thought, oh Christ, here we go again. 
Yeah, um, yeah. When you did that, I mean, I'll, I'll fully back what you said about the booing. Um, obviously, that occurred on Saturday at Barnsley. I absolutely condone any booing that you got. I know he's at times you can be a bit of a liability, and there was there's obviously been times in the last few weeks where you thought, "Oh Christ!" But uh, there was there was no need to boo him. You don't boo one of your own. Not the way that some fans were doing on Saturday. It was just wrong for me. See, we made the trip there. Was Lumley really at fault for any of the three goals yeah. on Saturday? Yeah. I mean, all right, he got Meg for the third one. He could have stayed on his line, but the third goal wasn't his fault. The third goal was solely the fault of Dykesdale, which, you know, I, there's always a whipping boy. And, and like I say, I don't mind people. I'm not saying he's great or brilliant or nothing like that. I'm just saying you're not going to do him any good by booing him during a game. No, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't get what people will get out of that because for me, he, he, he makes, let's say he made three mistakes for the three goals. You start booing him. He's more likely now to make a fourth mistake because he knows, oh, oh shit, the, the, the crowd's on me back now. You know, they're expecting me to do this. I've really, it's like he puts pressure on himself to put it right and then, he, uh, then all of a sudden the mistakes become easier to happen because you put so much pressure on yourself and then all of a sudden you think, oh, God, he's doing it again. It just gets wet. But so for me, like you said, talk about on, on the bus to the game, in the pub, in the concourse, don't do it in the stands. You know what I mean? Don't do it there. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we all trust Wilder completely now with this football club. Oh, yeah. So he sees the three goalkeepers in training every single day. So if he thinks Lumley's the best, I'm quite happy to trust his judgment on it. He's the best we've got. Could we do better? Yes, we can. But it is what it is. The window's shut. We can't do anything about it now. And so I trust his judgment. And, and we're just going to have to go with it and try and get behind him as much as we can. I know it's frustrating at times, but the, our best chance of success is to get behind the players 100%. So it's, it's going to do him more, it's going to do him more harm than good by winning a game. Put it that way. Exactly, I, com- I completely agree with that. It's a, we've got a big three months coming now. Um, I suppose it's two and a half months now, but you know we've got a massive period of this this season that's going to define where where we're going to be. And you know, if you're going to start booing players now, then you know don't don't bother, don't bother booing me. You know I know that sounds harsh, but don't bother booing. I can't be bothered with you. Um, Listen, let's let's be honest. He had a, he, he had a, he had a decent game on Tuesday. He did. Lumley. You know I, mean? I mean, I'll go. I'll go into some of the saves you made because I said I, I, I put something out on Tuesday night. I said, I said the boy gets a lot, a lot of stick, a lot of issues. But give him some credit for that, for, 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 for trying his heart out on Tuesday. Because some of the saves he made, what's on? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Wait, um, wait, so I said, once we got past that. That him flying out and a bit of you know a bit of blood rushing to his head. I can't remember a Tottenham chance until Harry Kane slipped over doing a free kick. It was that point I thought, you know what? This is our night. Yeah. Because when does when does Harry Kane do that? He doesn't do that, does he? He's a goal story, and I've never seen him as rattled as he was on Tuesday night. I've never seen him that bad. He was, yeah. We we mentioned it up in my block. He, he constantly whinging on the referee. Just, to, I'm 
think it was on the half-time whistle, he had a bit of a to-do with Lumley, where he sort of shoulder-barged Lumley. He, he looked he cut a frustrated fit, to be fair, Kane. You can see he's obvious quality, but, you know, again, you single out somebody else. Dale Fry, McNair and Dykesdale, the three centre-halves, when you're up against, they are genuine world-class strikers. Yeah. Kane and Son. And I thought that was really good as well. So considering the quality they had, our defenders controlled them pretty well. The three centre-halves were immense, to be fair. They were. I mean, it was it was something that we highlighted after the game against United at Old Trafford when we got through. Um, Dale Fry controlled Ronaldo that night really well. And I just felt... <clears throat> Quite similar, Kane and Fry. I mean, apart from you know one thing Kane does that Fry doesn't. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not here to be harsh about the boy. Um, you know, it's he stature-wise and height-wise, and you know, similar. They both do the same. They've got the same speed. I just felt that um, Fry. Everything Kane wanted to do. Fry was like, "I'm all, you know what you're going to do. I already know where you're going to step into." I already know where you're going to put that pass. And he just stood on him so well that he tried to think of ways to get away from him and he just couldn't do it. Yeah, he was, out, he was outstanding. Like you say, Kane's not the quickest player in the world, but he's a very clever footballer. And I, th- I did think the three the three players with, handled his movement really well, were passing him on to others like McNair, Dykesteel and, and, and Fry. Saying that, every player on that pitch on, on Tuesday was immense but they, they were against genuine world class players were really really good they were like I say it was um, the only time I really saw Kane getting on goal was that uh, was the offside goal which I know he was complaining about but the best part about that was the fact that he was still running towards the corner with Romero behind him and we were all stood there going, well, it's offside, mate. You know, <laughs> we all knew. That's when he turned round, didn't he, when we all started cheering, yeah. <laughs> he turned round and realised, hang on, where's my teammates? I thought, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, I've, I've done what most fans dread doing, celebrating offside goal. Because then Spurs fans did it. Because if you look, I looked at that Spurs end once they'd scored, and there was a few empty seats started about, because they'd obviously chucked themselves down the stairs and stuff, as you do. I thought, oh God, I've got to make a walk of shame back to your seat. You know, you know that you know when you do that and you think, oh God, I hate every second of what I'm doing at you. But apart from that, in that second half, we were absolutely superb. And one thing I want to point out, how did Matt Crooks miss that header? Do you know what? It's it's one of them, isn't it, where he seemed to be in the air for ages, and uh, and it was like it was happening in slow motion. I already had older my nephew like celebrating because I thought there's no way he's missing this. And and it didn't go above him. He tried to place it nice and calm and it just ballooned off his head. And I was like, there was that one. And then Housen had a really good headed chance as well, about five minutes later. But uh, yeah, no idea how Crooks he missed that. But uh, you know, we can forgive him. He's had he's had a he's had a great season, Crooks, to be I fair. Like, yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. I mean, you know, he, he contributed massively a little bit later on as well so you know um, it, it, I, I, there was not one player I could really criticise from Tuesday night but especially after that 90 minutes it's tough against a Premier League team that works around you and for me I, I, it gives us credit the fact that we made Tottenham think we need to survive these 90 minutes and get into extra time to get something out of this I said from about 75-80 minutes onwards they sat back and said, I'm settling for 
there's nothing else we can give that's going to affect this. I mean, to be fair, I, I totally agree with you with that. We pretty much looked in control of the game. They, they had a little spell when they bought Bergwijn on, and he's, abso- he's absolutely rapid, and he, yeah. he'd be able to catch pigeons, him, he's so quick. And he, he had a bit of a spell for about 10 minutes, but we then we nullified after that. He only had like a 10-minute spell. That had me a bit worried, but I, I'm with you. Everything that they tried to do, the players and the coaching staff handled really, really well. And it's it's another massive tick in the box for, for Wilder and his tactics and, and where he's taking this club. And they're not really his players at the moment. This is this is what he's done with another manager's players. Imagine how good it'll be when he gets his players in. It's it's ex- really exciting times at the moment, it is. He's been in charge for four months and he's got... Play, players that we were all told uh, last October weren't good enough. Uh, you know where we were is where we we're going to be. Mid table in the championship. Wait until next season. And that's that's what we were all fed to believe, and that's what Warwick has us believing. But what he's done in four months has been absolutely incredible. I mean, to make a team like Tottenham, who you know no no more than three years ago were in a Champions League final. I'd say half half of that spot at least. You know, I know they've made a couple of additions. Obviously, you've got like Berg virus coming, Kulishevsky, Romero, uh, Hoiberg's coming. You know, but they haven't worsened that team. They, they, no. you, know, you can't worsen the team they had because them players I've just mentioned are all world class and they're all internationals. And to, yeah. to, to nullify them to a counter attack chance from Son right at the end of the, of the uh, 90 minutes. I thought that was absolutely tremendous. I thought it was unbelievable from our squad. That would have been so cruel that had Son put that chance away in the last minute. Oh, yeah. We totally didn't didn't and wouldn't have deserved that. So so look luckily he never anyway. I know. I, it, absolutely that was broke me that as well. So, I did have a bit of a, a, a you know a, a beat skip when I saw the ball pop out. I thought, oh Jesus, please no, please no. But I think it was just one of those he wanted to make sure he got his body behind it, stop the ball, and then grab hold of it because there was no one else around him. So thankfully, that's what happened. But yeah, we got it went to went to extra time. Obviously, we made a couple of subs. Obviously, um, Balogun and uh, Colburn came on um, in extra time. Um, I'll, I'll come back to Colburn. Um, for for me. You watch Balogun, I, 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 said, I said this before the 90 minutes, I said this is dark. Arsenal Loney, Tottenham hated for Balogun, 1-0. It would just be, it would just be poetic justice if he'd scored because, you know, an Arsenal player against Spurs to continue with 14-year freedom, not winning a trophy. It'd have been loved not just here, but the red half of North London as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I've, I've said it a few weeks in a row now, Balogun's not really at the ground running, but he's got obvious quality. He's 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 got a trick about him. He's he's pacey. You know, I think he's an exciting player. He just hasn't he just hasn't got fully going yet. But um, I th- I did think that the changes we made in extra time uh, were needed. We were starting to look a little bit leggy. Yeah. Um, but extra time. For me, there was only one team. There was only one team that were going to win it. Exactly. I mean, 
there wasn't there wasn't any points in the first half of extra time. I thought Spurs were going to score. Um, obviously, they had a couple of chances in the second half of extra time where you thought, oh god, maybe maybe they're going to have a chance here, but they didn't really push Lumley. There was only that shot from Kulisevsky uh, right at the beginning of extra time that um, was any, anywhere near close to <coughs> to obviously what they um, got to scoring. And then, obviously, we got through that first half. Second half begins. He brings Pelsier on for McNair. Hopefully, McNair's all right. You know. And then, a bit of absolute... People talk about the goal. And right, it's all right, it's all this show because it was an unbelievable finish. But the footballer build up to that goal to go from Jones to Dave still to, John, to, to Paul Byrne, to figure back to Crooks to put it back in. That is... If, if you want an advert for Wilder Ball, that's it, isn't it? That's exactly what he does, Steve, doesn't he? Little triangles of play, pass and move. We've seen it since he's been here. And 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 that happens on a regular basis, that. and But the difference is they were up against Premier League defenders and still doing it. Like you say, Jones, Dyke Steele, Corbyn, Crooks, the little one-two with Corbyn. It's a delight to watch it, really, is it? It's, it's quality football. And, and it's good to watch. It was a cracking goal, to be fair. Uh, so, as soon as he took the touch, I think every, everybody thought exactly what he was about to do. Put your foot through it, have no regrets, and let's see what ends up. Because we've seen, I mean, we've seen the power the boys got. Obviously, the goal he scored at West Brom, he, he, he practically broke that net. Luton, he, he, he did the same. He did say was it against Peterborough? He scored a good goal as well. Jeffrey at Sheffield Wednesday last season that was a cracking edit. He's, the boy's got talent. He's, he's got a finish on him. But yeah, yeah. my God, when the ball hit the net past the race, I've never seen. I, I, I've been in away crowds where it's gone mental in Old Trafford, for instance, four weeks ago. But I just felt the Riverside pop. For the first time like that in a very, very long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, big round of applause for the whole four stands on Tuesday because it was absolutely electric. I said to me, said to me nephew, I think at half time, if we if we win here, the roof's going to come off this stadium. It had a special feel about the night, and and the fans fully contributed to that win. I totally believe that, and and I just thought that it goes from that now till the end of the season, and we get behind them as much as we possibly can to give ourselves the best chance. Of doing what I think we can do, exactly. you know. We should we showed our hand to the rest of the league on on Tuesday. You know, there's no there's no backing away from that. That's the bar now. You, you can't go below that bar, and if we do, we've let ourselves down. But oh god, when that ball in the net, it just felt like is this real? Uh, is this really happening? Which is yeah, unbelievable. Was great, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was superb. The players deserved it. I think the fans, on a whole, for what we've had to put up with in the last five or six years, we certainly deserve it. You know, so yeah, it's. I keep saying it. It's plus points ticks in the boxes every single week. You're seeing things and you're thinking, I'm really all in on this. I'm loving it. I am. Exactly. I mean, he's only been in the job four months and. The fan base were 50-50 about whether Wilder was the right guy. I think I think yeah. the, I think you, you yourself said you had a couple of you know issues with you know was he the right man at the right time. 
I think he's proved in four months, and I think he's said this to everyone. I I, I am the right man. I've I've made I've stable I've stabilized the club, and I've I've improved what I've got here, and we're only going to get better from here as well, aren't we? We absolutely are. I mean, like like you say there, I w- I wasn't convinced when we brought him in. We didn't watch. I didn't watch Sheffield United every week. The biggest thing I just thought he was a guy that got his players really grafting, working hard, hundred percent. So I had him similar to Warnock, but the style—I cannot believe how good the style of football is. I really can't. I, I hold my hands up. I got it completely wrong about him. He's been absolutely fantastic. For this club, breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hold my hands up. I was completely right. About him. I, I, I raved. I raved for months. I was like, if anybody, if we're going to get anyone in, he's the man. And I've got to admit, I, even I didn't think it'd be this good. I mean, his style of football used to win back so well. The bombing on centre halves. I mean, Dykes Dylan McNair has the absolute freedom to go and do whatever the hell they want. He's turned housing into a, a giddy 18 year old again that we all thought was, was trying to slow down. He's, he's just quickened up all of a sudden. And he's, he's got Matt Crooks. I thought Matt Crooks was brilliant under Warnock. I thought Warnock utilised exactly everything he had his height, his strength. But good God. He's an, he's an absolute machine. He's an absolute animal in the middle of that park. And and one player, he really has improved. And you know, don't let your head grow too big. Is Marcus Tavernier? Absolutely. I mean, I think first half, especially on on Tuesday, when the I mean the first fifteen minutes they had a lot of the ball, like we've said already. If we had one player there that could have got into their team. Tavernier for me is a Premier League footballer. People can criticise his goals and his assists. All right, fair enough. You remember that lad is 22. And I say it every week, take him out of the team and you'll realise what he gives the team. His work rate is absolutely phenomenal. He was lung busting runs, even extra time getting back defending. You know, he does that every week. He, 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 for me, I, I don't get the criticism of, that Tav gets. I know, I know it might be frustration because people see how good a player he can be. Does he need to add certain things to this game? Yes, he does. Is he good enough for us? 100% he's good enough to be in that team. He, he, he was great. He was. He was excellent. He did. He was. I mean, the middle of their park, the, the park, it, it was a, for me, that was one of the key areas we had to control because Hoiberg and Wings are both tough tackling, no-nonsense centre midfielders, and they're very good at it. And but they're very clever at doing it. It's not. It's not. You know, we're going to go out and kick you. It, we'll do it in ways where you'll feel overpowered, but it won't look like you're being overpowered. We'll just do it. We we'll do it in stages. And I just felt that both of them weren't allowed to settle on 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 Tuesday because Tap was in the face, McNair was in the face, Crooks was in their face, and even Housen. They say they just absolutely pressed at them as soon as they got to that point where you know Spora and Watmore. Did their job with Romero, Dyer, and it was Ben Davis who was the centre half. Once they pushed, yeah, came yeah, back yeah. out the first line. That second, it was like a second line of, of it was like artillery just hit them, and they didn't have the time all of a sudden to turn and make a pass and do what they wanted. And they looked absolutely shell shocked by what was coming at them. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Conti's no mug. He'll have, he'll have watched videos on us. He'll have told them what we're all about. 
Well, like you say, after that first 25, 30 minutes, I'm, I'm just looking at the stats now. I mean, we had Tottenham are always a good footballing team that keep the ball. We had 50%, 51% of the ball. You know, I, I know it's only 1%, but even if it had been 60, 40, then before the game, I'd have probably accepted that. Yeah. 16 shots to 15 in our favour. You know, it wasn't a lucky win. It was a it was a thoroughly deserved win. And 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 that's what we need to, to be putting out there. And like you say now, that's the bar. We need that in the league games. We've got some massive big games Saturday and Tuesday, especially. They're they're big games. Exactly. We're going towards the front side of the season now. And they say that is the bar for me. But I know Conte did his homework, but I thought I thought I think even he when I was listening to him talk after the game, and <clears throat> he's usually very disappointed after a defeat, and he was. But he was very like I don't know, he was very um, giggly and you know, quite laid back about the defeat because I think he realised, one, he's got a big, still got a big job to do, but two, he was beaten by the better team. He had absolutely no complaints. He knew that the team in front of him a day, well, on that day, was the better one. And if you were a neutral watching that game and you didn't know which league each team was in, you would never have put us behind Tottenham. No, absolutely not. Like I said, yeah, if, if you were a stranger coming to your first football game ever, you wouldn't have been able to tell which was the Premier League team and which wasn't. So that's, a, again, a massive plus of this football club at the moment. And a uh, special mention for, for Gibbo, you know, he's had a bit of stick the last few years off certain sections of the fan base. But I was so glad on, on Tuesday night that pretty much the whole stadium was singing his name a couple of times, you know. And and, and that results as much for him as it is for us, because as, as we know, he is... Ultimately, he's one of us, so, so exactly. that was great. He 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 is Miss he is Middlesbrough Football Club. You know, without him, we're we're nothing, and we owe everything to him. And I'll never have a bad word said about him. To be quite honest, yes, he makes his mistakes. And yes, he makes his bad decisions. But so does everyone. Everyone makes bad. Everybody has bad days and says, "Oh God, what did I do that for?" And you know, I haven't really made that right decision. Everybody has them, and. But for me, he always what is most vital about it. He always has Middlesbrough football club's interest first and foremost. He doesn't do it for a personal. He does it. For, he does it for the club and what's best for us. We just take that situation with Derby County. You know what I mean, take that. He didn't do it because he wanted another few quid in his pocket. He wanted it to put back into this club, and, it, and we don't know what's come back to us. But he's promised straight away that 100 percent of that money will go straight back to this club. Of course it will. I think I think Wilder's Wilder's already said in press conferences that Steve's doing everything it possibly can to help him finances financial wise to bring in players that he can to improve the club and he knows he'll get that back in. He's backed every manager that we've had when he can without putting us at risk. If we can't spend money, I'm not one to shout we should be spending money. I don't want us to do clubs have been out of with business and going down into League One and League Two, you know what I mean? It, that's never going to happen under his leadership for us, so that's fine. I can accept that. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I can ex- I can accept all that because I I know this club's sustainable and is very very secure. So you know we've got no worries about what's going on. Um, obviously, but, but obviously this is go. This is being done before the draw. Who do you want in the draw? Uh, I would really like, if we got a home tie, 
I'd like Everton at home. Will it be a tough game? Yes. Is it a winnable game? Yes. But I just think Liverpool away, getting that full stand behind that goal, that would be someday out that for us lot. Liverpool yeah. and for the cop, you know what I mean? It'd be, it, that would be a great way to do that. And just to see Wilder testing himself against Klopp and Liverpool. Liverpool are a phenomenal team, but they don't always play their strongest team. They've got like Curtis Jones, who's a top player, don't get me wrong. But they make a few changes, Minamino, stuff like that. And I just think, I just can't stop thinking to myself that if we've got Liverpool away and we turn them over, what a day that would be. And that's what the Cup's all about for me. Exactly, and me. Um, even, even if we've got City away, you know, City tend to give you the top the top two tiers and then half of that, like bottom tier, don't they? So there's a good 10,000 behind that goal. But I don't want us anywhere near Manchester City in a million years. Yeah. I think there's 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 one team in the cup that I don't want in it is City. I mean, we've got a decent rivalry with Chelsea. They've done us a few arms in big games. We did them in the playoffs for those of us old enough to remember it. Yeah. But Chelsea Chelsea home wouldn't be a bad tie either. I, I don't want it at Stamford Bridge, but Chelsea home would be all right. Yeah. But I think I think I think personally it might be might be Everton, but hopefully it's Boreham Wood. Exactly, exactly. You know, you never know. Um, but. I think the be- the best thing about these ties as well is I think there's four slots, if I remember right, with the FA Cup qualifiers. You've either got Friday lunchtime, Saturday tea time, Sunday lunchtime, or four o'clock Sunday. So they're the four slots. Because TV have picked them slots. There's no Friday night, there's no Monday night. It's either Saturday or Sunday. Absolutely perfect. Perfect chance for people to either get the tickets to go to their own game or get themselves on the road and go and watch us. Get watch an absolute cracking team that's going to give everything for fans that they know absolutely love football. Yeah, before we finish with Spurs, who's your man of the match? Uh, you could you could give it a lot of them, but for me, the standout I thought Housen was just unbelievable, yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go different with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say exactly the same. Johnny Alston was absolutely brilliant, but I'll, I'll give a massive mention, as I was saying earlier, Joe Lumley. I thought Lumley yeah. commanded everything in front of him perfectly. And he had that little bit of needle about him as well. You know, them little moments yeah. where you got that free kick in your own box and there's a little bit of time wasting. He got in Kane's face, he got in Son's face, he got into players face and you thought, I've not seen this before. Where's this coming from? Hopefully that performance on Tuesday will do them the well it goes. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Absolutely, fingers. fingers crossed it'll carry on. Before, but before we talk about Luton Saturday, a bit of football news that I've been following uh, the last couple of days. It's irked me a little bit. Right, my favourite subject in the world, Darby Cowie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Why are they being given countless amount of deadlines to show they've got money when teams like Bolton, Berry, Macclesfield, Blackpool, Portsmouth, I could keep going, we're all told you're going to get relegated for this? To be honest, I can't answer you because I don't know why they're getting treated differently to the other clubs. 
whether it's Ferry or Derby or whoever, it doesn't matter about the size of the club. If you're if you're breaking the rules, the punishment should be the same. So, like you say, Berry got kicked out of the football league. Their fans will be looking on at this and thinking, "What is going on here? Is it one rule for them and one for us?" Because uh, yeah, I'm like I'm like you. They have deadlines and they're not meeting the deadlines, and the football league just keep coming out and saying that they're not showing any signs of proven of finances. Well, all right then. Deduct them some more points then. Give them some more penalties. There's no point just extending deadline after deadline after deadline. Um, you know, so... No, you're, you're absolutely right. I, th- I think something has come out where I think the EFL are sufficiently happy they've got enough cash. But why has it took them so long to come out and say they've got enough cash? And also, where's these bidders? They're supposed to have these uh, preferred bidders at some points. Um... Steve Gibson was the big obstacle that was moved out the way that could get all this put through pretty quickly. What's happened for the last for, for a few weeks? Nothing. No, nothing's happened. I mean, to be fair, they've had a go at Gibson, but uh, they can still have a go at Gibson because he, he he's he's sanctioned the deal alone, Bigucci, who, who put a, a nail in their coffin the other night. So that was good. Well, well done, Bigucci. That's what I say. And. And also, I think the um, the guys behind the social media at Borough knew exactly what they were putting earlier today when they said Big Uchi scored a winner on Tuesday night um, in his own big game. Didn't say who he was against. Just put a big picture of whatever, whatever derby player it was and him arms out wide, like Billy Big Bollard, get in there. Like I've said a million times, for the genuine fans of Derby County, I feel sorry for him. But the, with regards to this club, they dug their own hole. So, you know, karma is the same. Karma is a bitch. So there you go. Exactly. Karma is a bitch. But I, need, I, need, I need to get something out there because I, I just think the, the, the favouritism they're getting, and I will say it's favouritism, is wrong because I remember a few years ago, uh, Rust, I mean, you remember, Rushton and Diamonds went out of business for the sake, I think it was about it was about forty grand our business for. That is two weeks' wages to Christ, um, Christian Bielik, who plays at the back for Derby, who they haven't even paid for because they can't afford him anymore. But they're still paying twenty grand a week. Well, that's it. I mean, that, I think um, I think it was Adrian Durham on Talksport. He put up the other week. He's a Peterborough fan. And he was putting up that they shouldn't be allowed to play Bielik, who they bought for, I think, £10 million and have only paid £2 million of it for him and, and haven't paid Arsenal the rest of the transfer fee. So he, he should. So you can understand it from other clubs that have abided by the rules. And the Derby, there's a certain section of the Derby fans and the Derby media that just don't get this. Wickham last year relegated because of Derby cheating, not on the football field. And for a club the size of Wickham, it's a big thing, Steve. So... I know this is a Borough podcast, but it's also about football in general. If it was that we were, we, we'd been mugged off and then someone else was getting different treatment, we'd be up in arms about it. So so I think it's fair enough to speak about it. I don't think we're particularly picking out Derby. It could have been Derby, it could have been Forest, it could have been Huddersfield. We'd still be saying the same things. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. But I, I need to, I, something needs to be put out there. We do like to put a little bit of football chat in there, generalise. But 
it just popped up that you know that was one bit I thought, no, nah, it's wrong. It's it's massively wrong. And uh, I, I didn't agree with it at all. So I've got it off my chest. I'm all right now. I'm not going to have a five-minute rant again, so we're all right. Uh, but So, Saturday, Luton Town at home. You say that in normal sentences, it's nothing. It's just it's just Luton at home. But I watched them, I watched them against Chelsea. I've, I've kept an eye on them for the last few weeks. They've been... I think they've took, they took the most points out of anybody in the league in February. They've took the most points in 2022, barring, I think it's Fulham. Um, and they gave Chelsea one hell of a fright last night, didn't they? They did. Um, I mean, I think, is it Graham Jones, the manager? Nathan. Nathan, that's it. He was there yeah. before, when he got him promoted. A couple of divisions went to Stoke. It didn't really work out for him. He's gone back then. He's got them absolutely flying. Um they're a the difficult team to play against. I mean, people think Luton is a small team. I know they're in Kenilworth Road, but I can remember them being in the top flight when I was growing up. You know, it's going to be a tough game. They, they've lost nine games all season in 33. It's no walkover, no game in this division is easy anyway, but especially Saturday. So the fans need to get right behind us on Saturday give us the best chance of winning and, and let's leapfrog them in the league. It's a big game. You're right, it absolutely is. I mean, they were mentioned. They were mentioning exactly that on um, on the commentary as well. You know, this is a team that were they were a massive team. I know they haven't moved from Kenilworth Road, but I think there's a plan um, for them to move down the road because um, well, we've all been to Kenilworth Road. It's not the uh, it's not the prettiest of grounds I've ever been to in my life. It's uh, it rough to say the least. I'll say that, but um, it's it's I like it because it's proper old school. It's you know it's the pitch is so tight and wrapped around the, the ground and it's just it's a proper football club it's a it's a football club bang in the middle of a community which is exactly how I feel a football club should be because uh, that's how Borough were obviously when we were we were at Ayrson and obviously we moved out to close to bigger and better things which has obviously happened but they give Chelsea such a fright last night. Chelsea knew they were in a game. Obviously, straight through by the skin of the teeth. Because I didn't feel at times Chelsea deserved that. I thought Luton were brilliant. But it also gave me a bit of an insight on how Luton now play football. I know we play, they played against us under Warnock, but that was different for me because that was just about the end, wasn't it, for Warnock? I think I knew it. They play a very high press, a very quick press, but it's not a 90-minute press. It's they'll do it for 70 minutes and all of a sudden they have to back off a little bit because I don't think they've got the energy levels to go for the full 90. That could bite that could bite me ass that by the way, but I'm not bothered. That's all I witnessed on, on um on Wednesday night. I mean if you look if you look through their one to eleven, they're not any particular names that stand out here, but they're obviously doing something right by their, their record in the league suggests. I mean they've got San Snodgrass the other last week, I think he's he's a decent player, but hasn't played all season. And a name there that will strike strike fear into our hearts that we we will all remember is Cameron Jerome. So you know, but but they're obviously doing something right. It, it, but I keep saying it's about what we do, Steve. You've got to respect the opposition. But I am convinced that if we perform on Saturday, we take the three points, and that goes for every game we've got left for the rest of the season. For me, in the league especially. No, I absolutely I absolutely completely agree with you. Um, 
you know, if we if we do what we're capable of doing, if we play like we did Tuesday night, we beat Luton, we beat Sheffield United, we beat Millwall, we beat whoever else is left in this league, maybe barring Fulham, because no team could live with us if we play like we did Tuesday night. No team, because we were just so energetic. I know. Obviously, Paddy went off with a bit of a problem. Hopefully, that's just a bit of cramp because it seems to where uh, it seems to dance in front of the north, uh, the north and south stands pretty all right. So, I'm pretty, I'm presuming he's just you know cramped up a little bit, needs to obviously rest the legs. Uh, Crooksy obviously pulled up, he had to stay on because housing pulled up. But apart from that, everybody got through that pretty much unscathed for me. I say, and also the, the one bonus as well, Mark Ball is back. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big thing for us. And and Wilder mentioned when he came in, didn't he, about we've had too many injuries at this club, and that seems to have improved since he's come in. The fitness levels have certainly improved, um, as we saw on Tuesday. Let's just hope. Let's just hope we do stay relatively injury free. We're going to pick up knocks, but but yeah. He alluded, he did say it was pretty much cram for the players. And he, he actually said, I think, that Connolly and McGree will be back as well in the fold for Saturday, which will be a big thing because we've only seen glimpses of McGree, but he looks like he looks like a player, like to be fair. He looks like George Savile. <laughs> absolutely spitting dabs. But no, you're absolutely right. So we've, we, we seem to... Now Ball is back, because that left-hand side was always a bit of a worry for me. Now Ball is back. We seem to have people in positions everywhere. Like, if, it's, you know, let's, let's stick, you know, some out there. As I, Jones, pulls up one week, you know confidently that someone like maybe even Tav or Dykesteel could go out there and do a job. You know what I mean? We've got players that can do that. Centre-back, you know, Saul Bamber can now fit in. I know he's I know he's getting on, but he he looks the most competent player to do the job. I think Grant Hall's in there somewhere as well. Obviously you just don't see him. Um Piero's not far from being back now. Uh, I think he's got a couple of weeks. Um up front, we've got God mate, we've got five choices now. I see Colburn's through his hat right in the ring, hasn't he, with that goal? I just feel well, like yeah. without without Spending too much or without screaming that we've done this, that, and the other, we've got a quite well-rounded squad. All of a sudden, we have, yeah. Which you know, Warnick deserves a little bit of credit for that for some of them players he has brought in. Peltier is another one. He hasn't yeah. disappointed when he's when he's been in. Bamba's done a job when he's been relied on. Crooks was a bang. Was it six hundred pounds? If we get promoted, it goes to a million. Absolute snip. Uh, you know, so so yeah, you've got to give a little bit of credit towards him for the players he brought in, but the difference in the difference in forms is unbelievable. So so fingers crossed, it just continues and and, and we can make them. Would you make any changes from Tuesday? I think for the amount of work that the lads put in, it wouldn't. Wouldn't surprise me to see Balogun and Connolly start on Saturday. And it also wouldn't surprise me to see Riley and McGregor come in for someone. I think Tav will probably start, but but depending on Housen and, and Crooks, who was really struggling at the end, it wouldn't surprise me to see McGree come in and the two forwards. But other than other than that, maybe Bowler might start as well instead of Taylor. 
No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, obviously, you know, we did, like we have said, there's a couple of players that were a bit iffy after Tuesday night, but like I said, they were all dancing and jumping about like there was nothing wrong. So um, they were fully enjoying themselves. So hopefully they'll come out rather, you know, rather unscathed. I think there's talk of a darts tournament before the game. Absolutely. So, um, you know, hopefully one of them doesn't get too angry and throws a dart at the other. Uh, you know, no need for all that. But um, yeah, it seems it seems a quite a positive atmosphere, doesn't it, in this squad? Well, you look at you look at the scenes at the end of the game where they were all dancing and and, and that in front of the stands. It was fantastic that to see players and fans together as one. You know, while while Wilder came out, a little bit of applause and then in, but he let he let the players take the he knew what he was doing Tuesday by letting the players take the acclaim and the fans without him being out there. Put it that way. He's a very he's a very clever speaker, Wilder. He knows what he's doing. The the morale's really good. The the camaraderie between the players you can see is completely there. There's, there's no groups and 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 split split in the camp. You know, it's 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 really good. It's it's all positive for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so all that's left for us to do. Uh, score prediction. Put your neck on the line. I'll go one nil Saturday. One nil win. I think it'll be a tough game. I'll take a one nil all day long now. No, no, you're absolutely right. Goal scorer? Uh, I'll go McGree. Balls? Uh, I'm going 2-0. I think we'll score early and we'll score late. Um, I think what more score first on Saturday. Um, little unsung ginger hero. I, I think he's brilliant. Um, yeah. I think he'll I think he'll do a job on Saturday because I just hope that, you know, the footballing gods don't come and look down on us on Saturday, because, you know, it's always that age-old curse of players coming to the Riverside and and doing a job that we hate playing against. And we've got two of them coming, like you said, Snodgrass and Jerome. And I'd give anything to beat them too. I really would. Again, I'd, I'd just ask the fans, get behind them as much as we possibly can. They're going to be a little bit leggy, but we can give them a massive boost. Let's Let's... Get that stadium bouncing again on Saturday and get the three big three points. And let's see what we can do for the rest of the season. Exactly. Let's be, as we are rightly defined, the 12th man. Let's be that 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 that, that extra figure that can push them across the line. And I say we're, we're into a run now of four, four games. Um, like I say, Lewin, Sheffield United, Millwall, Birmingham, four league games. It was five, obviously it's four for the lovely win on Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, let's see where we go. And I think it will define our season where we'll go after these four. But um, yeah, and uh, just like that, we're done. Um, thank you so much, John, for popping on. And um, it was a decent chat, that it was good. Well, it's always a pleasure, mate. We did all right. Exactly. We did, we did exactly the, uh, the gruesome twosome did a good job there so uh, yeah we did it was good uh, thank you so much for listening subscribing commenting liking uh, keeping involved with us it's always appreciated um, you're always welcome to come on and talk to us uh, it's not an exclusive club um, so yeah get involved get in touch and uh, we'll leave you there thank you so much I bid you farewell up the borough up the borough